0: Hi everybody, welcome to the first episode of Liberty Prime, um, I'm Noah and I'm Chris and we're talking about politics, conspiracy theories and anything we want really because what we've noticed is the media sucks and there's no room for long-form conversation anymore and so we want to change that and so in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about our political development as where we started versus where we are now but Chris how did we meet? Let's just tell the viewers how we met first.
1: Um, Okay, well, me and Noah have only known each other for about... December now. We've known each other since, like, what, September or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, basically, we've both... We're both rejects and ended up going to um, a politics course in a certain university.
0: Big up bolster!
1: um... (laughs) Big up (laughs) And basically, we're... One of what? We're the only two real libertarians in our entire class surrounded by socialists. Shout out by the way.
0: Hi. Hello Hi. socialists the I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> Don't worry we're going to get you. Um, yeah so basically me and Chris me and Chris met one night because some of us, because obviously because this year has been awful and it's China's fault by the way um, we I couldn't have a normal like freshers week and so we all took it upon ourselves to kind of just send it and do one anyway and so we went to a certain club in Belfast, which is where we're both from, and we met up and we talked and we really got on. And so uh, when Trump was uh, losing the US election, currently, I'm not going to say he lost because we don't really know. The Electoral College hasn't said, but so far, it's looking like, so far it's looking like good old Creepy Joe is winning. But I was like, you know what? I hate the media. I want to start a podcast. And I said to Chris, yo, do you want to start one with me? And Chris was down. But Chris, where did you start politically? Like how did you f- start to get involved to from what you were to what you are now?
1: Right. Well that is that is a story. Okay, so essentially I really wasn't into politics until I was like what well, we'll say about fourteen I started to pick up a tiny bit of interest. Now there's this thing called the Calgary Plan, which is known as a far right conspiracy. But I was a hard left-winger who was very into the Calgary Plan. The Calgary Plan essentially is kind of the idea of, well, it's been described as putting people in a form of like a Eurasian-Negroid master race, which is essentially a mixture of all peoples on the planet into one type of person.
0: You were a and communist, were I was weren't really
1: you? into that. Oh, I was like a hard-lying communist. I think I was maybe like a Trotskyist. Oh,
0: probably. okay. Um
1: <laughs> But but um, I was really into like because I thought removing the racial aspect from humanity would probably have fixed all the wars it's completely wrong because <laughs> people fight with each other even when they're the same race <laughs> and I was really into like collectivism in general and it was mainly around the time of said about Brexit and Donald Trump's election I was kind of like sitting one night in someone's house and I was like Man, I always look at CNN, and I always look at all these, like, really left-wing um, news organizations. Maybe I should try and look at a couple of conservative ones. Yeah. So I started, like, reading, like, more, like, non-biased stuff in mm-hmm. general. Now I had a look at a couple of Stephen Crowder's videos that I thought were kind of funny. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and that started my slow descent into the alt-right, as people would have you think.
0: <laughs> it's funny you should mention the alt-right, because uh, I had a similar kind of political development um, during my A-levels, which is kind of like our equivalent to SATs for anyone who may be listening in America. Um, I chose politics because I thought it was quite interesting, and honestly, it was because my teacher promised us debates, and I like arguing with people. Turns out in the two years I did the class, we had one debate, and it was a pretty crappy one anyway, but I was I was pretty pretty left-wing too. Like Looking back at it now, I probably would have described myself as an anarchist slash anarcho-communist, because, you know, skills make you that way and it was one of my friends Charlie one of my best mates shout out to him um, He he's like you know what I'm gonna send you some videos you might you might enjoy it and he sent me a couple of Paul Joseph Watson's videos actually and I think the first video Imagine my I know I know <laughs> radicalized by the by the English Nazi um, and yeah the first video I watched was a video he did about culture and how modern art was terrible and then I kind of got more into it. And because, you know, the social networks listen to every your every move, I then started getting Milo Yiannopoulos videos recommended into my Facebook feed. And this is back when the skeptic community was quite big and the whole SJW's owned compilations were a thing. And so me being a, a stupid 16-year old was like, oh yeah, get those libs. And within a week, I was radicalized. Radicalized as a conservative. But... I went very far right like I was verging upon being alt-right without the racism because you know racism sucks but in in recent years I've kind of more moderated and become a libertarian I just think that the the government is way too powerful the media colludes with them and we need to really scale the power back by at least 75% and redistribute that among people
1: yeah I can agree with that but at the same time we've got you know the good thing about being a libertarian in 2020 you know what? the best part about it is the fact that the great reset is on its way oh
0: the (laughs) great reset well you you've been looking more into the great reset than i have so do you want to quickly summarize for our viewers what the great reset is
1: oh god okay um right so the great reset i would see a lot of people are starting to call it like communist or like bolshevik but that's not really the correct term for it i think would be more like technocratic would be the better term for it Mm. or maybe like maybe it could be a form of corporatism really because it's kind of it's removing all the natural like national sovereignty from most nations on earth through like a system of i'm trying to think it's kind of like trying to set up like a global governance system you know what i mean
0: it's it's almost as if it's almost as if it's the chinese credit system merged with techno like like you said technocracy And i think there's a there's a far right idea called dark enlightenment which is basically where corporations run society and i don't think it's a far right idea because everyone that's on board are like super left-wing and so it's the ideas are pretty much the same like the political spectrum in my opinion isn't necessarily a isn't necessarily a straight line as it is more of a circle because once you start to close in on the fringes they become more similar like, when you notice, like, Nazis and Communists believe the same things, but in, they interpret the doctrines differently. Have you not noticed that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a core theory, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Where eventually you just go so far to one side that you just end up connecting with the other eventually.
0: Yeah, like, didn't Joseph, Ga- think, um, didn't Joseph Goebbels have a... a di- Joseph Goebbels had a speech in, ni- uh, I think it was 1928, where he said he'd rather live under Bolshevism than capitalism, so maybe you're right.
1: Oh, good old Goebbels. What a funny guy.
0: He just Um, wanted to do science experiments.
1: See, there's a lot of things people were saying, like, a couple of months ago about how, um, the Gates Foundation and, like, the W. Is it the World Trade? The World Economic Forum. Yeah, WT. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay. They were talking about how they're thinking of, like, installing, like, passports with, like, your medical records and stuff on them.
0: Wait, what? I didn't know this.
1: Did you not hear about that no well that's that was being spoken about during the lockdown over here i remember i had so much free time so i ended up watching a lot of videos and reading up on it and everyone like see if i spoke to someone about it they were just saying i was a complete nut job but now they're starting to like pop up things like you're starting to see it more and more i wish i had like articles but i wasn't expecting to be talking about this but basically they're starting to come up like things saying But like maybe like health passports will be needed to enter certain countries and stuff like that which is like it's kind of sketch
0: that's really crazy remember
1: that thing about how um you might have to get like what are they called invisible tattoos to like prove like to go through a scanner instead of holding like all these like documents and stuff oh yeah But, but like see the thought of having like a like one of those invisible tattoos just spurs me so much. It's, it's if you're like walking through a scanner. It's like a, like a supermarket or a bank or something. It's to like a weird a mix. To catch you.
0: It's like a weird mix of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Black Mirror.
1: Yeah, no, this whole year could have been a Black Mirror episode. Like seriously, like see if you said that everyone wouldn't like be seeing their family on Christmas, wouldn't even hug each other, wouldn't go out for pints or anything, and would just be walking about wearing masks, and everyone would be depressed dude no one would have believed you
0: like a year ago a hundred percent like i remember when they started the lockdown because i was in uh, i was in coventry during when uh the prime minister announced the lockdown and i just remember because we we weren't told the organization i was with they didn't tell us much about coronavirus we all i knew was that this virus had come from china and it could potentially be really deadly and kill millions of people and so i remember going into lockdown thinking oh this is going to be really crap but it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make because honestly Britain's a Britain's a, a small place with a lot of people we don't need a lot of death like that's just something we don't need especially after Brexit we don't want the conspiracy theorists on the left to become true and so I just remember going along with it and then my parents as I would speak to them quite often they were telling me more and more and more because the organization I was with they wouldn't tell me anything they'd only give like routine updates on lockdown restrictions and how much that was going to affect us and so it was uh it wasn't great I don't know about you I hated lockdown and I hate it now.
1: Yeah, personally, like, at the start of lockdown, I was like, right, far enough. I probably have to do this just to try and keep my family and stuff safe. But man, see, the more it went on, like, I think at the start you get swept up in, like, just that mass kind of, like, panic. Yeah. You kind of get swept up in that. But see, the longer it went on, because I think really deeply about things, especially when I'm by myself. And I had, like, I was still living out of my house at that point. I moved back to my grandparents after the first lockdown because, you know, money went very bad following
0: that. Yeah, of course.
1: But um, I think, like, when I was, I was literally in my own house, right? Because both my roommates had moved back to their parents, obviously. Because there's no point wasting money being in a house by yourself if you can't even, like, do anything or go to uni or go to work or anything. Yeah. So I was all by myself completely for like a month or two and i just had all this time to read all this stuff and man like it's a very odd experience being not like isolated and just having nothing but like you know books and like news articles and stuff to read Mm -hmm. it's a really weird fact it's
0: i i'm not a i'm not one of those person i'm not one of those people that believes bill gates is going to try and control everybody with a vaccine the thing that i find confusing is they've said for, for for as long as i can remember you can't vaccinate viruses otherwise it would have cured the cold or the flu but now suddenly this this virus is curable that doesn't sit well with me and i'm not i'm not going to encourage people to not take it or take it you know you have your you have control over your own bodily autonomy do what you want but i'm not taking it
1: yeah well personally i don't need to take a really because I'm pretty sure. All the audio's cut there. Because I was very ill at one point during the. Oh, okay.
0: Say that again. Can you
1: hear me all right
0: now? Yeah, you're good now. Say so... it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again.
1: Okay. Um. So I'm pretty sure I don't need to take it because during the first lockdown I became like seriously ill at one point. Like I ended up having to do that thing where like you stick your head over a basin of hot water and put a towel around your head and then heal up.
0: Oh yeah, I've done sure that. Try and
1: clear out my lungs. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, I was like pretty sick for a while but i got over it so i've either had it before but then at the same time i'm young and i'm in decent enough health so i don't really think i need it
0: yeah like like i just said like people can do what they want with their own bodies that's none of my business and i'm not going to tell you to do anything i don't believe i'm the engineer of society but i would definitely say do your research before taking it because yeah i understand you want to take the vaccine to that it's all, all to be over but if you give the government an inch to control your healthcare they'll go a mile and something that we're going to be talking about a lot on this podcast are conspiracies and conspiracy theories because we believe that some things are covered up or too simplistic and we want to expose them but yeah like my only suggestion to people listening is do your research make sure you know what you're doing be committed because this is this could have long lasting health effects on you like I'm waiting to see the because at 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 the, at the moment of recording, they've they've started to administer the vaccine in Britain, and so I'm waiting to see the side effects of what happens to the the pensioners. They're giving it to. I would, I'm really curious as to see how it actually will affect them.
1: See, I'm see, I like kind of you know, I live with my ground, as you know. Yeah. So really. They're the only people I'm ever exposed to as well that would in any way be affected by coronavirus. To mm-hmm. so see really if they got vaccinated, I don't really need to care that much. You know what I mean anymore. Yeah, cause I'll be fine. But at the same time, see if something like happened where like they took the vaccine and ended up like seriously ill. I'd well, I'd be infuriated for one, like, but you know, it would just make me very weary.
0: I it's yeah, it's one of those things that like surely you can hold Pfizer accountable if. Your grandparents get sick and die because of it. Because vaccines are usually safe, but this hasn't really been tested, as far as I know. Like they've, it's been rushed. Oh,
1: have you not? One second. Um. Let me think. What was that? Um. Have you not seen that? Apparently, the governments have um given what's it called? Like, like guaranteed the companies won't get sued for the vaccine having side effects. Have you not seen that? Are you serious? Yeah. No, I'm not joking about that. I wish I knew the article was called now. There was something about the Irish government doing it as well.
0: This is why we need a young Jamie. They're coming soon.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're getting ourselves a young Jamie.
0: Shout yeah, out to Joe I, Rogan. I'm th- ripping him so hard.
1: Yeah. God, <laughs> I love Joe Rogan, man. Also, having my first um, podcast smoke right now. So oh, yeah. Everyone should be pro
0: Chris is a chronic <laughs> smoker, ladies and gentlemen. Pray for Chris.
1: A chronic smoker and alcoholic, you know. Like I'm pretty then, sure on so, our first night out,
0: you and me went out for smoke breaks at least four times.
1: Well, I need someone to come with me, and no one else smokes. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all a bit in it. I just.
1: No, um. I don't know things are very sus at the moment. Like I'd be very, of saying one thing or another because you really don't know what way things are going.
0: Yeah, things things are are this year has been insane like can you believe, can you remember that or not even remember do you believe that in January Trump did the airstrike in Baghdad that doesn't it seems like years ago he did that now that was
1: this year
0: yeah he, that's when he destroyed Soleimani
1: well good that
0: guy deserved to get blown up to be fair uh, I'm, all, all I'm Obviously, saying is Iran's a terrorist state and supporting them is supporting terrorism yeah.
1: Isn't Trump the first president in like decades not to start a new war?
0: I'm almost certain Trump's the first president since Clinton to not start a war. Because obviously Bush did Iraq, uh, Obama continued Iraq, Trump took over. And so far all he's done is destroy ISIS and destroyed other terrorists, left, right and center, but he hasn't started a war yet. So fair play to the guy.
1: Obama absolutely destroyed Libya as well.
0: Oh yeah, you can't even forget about that. Like Benghazi... You know, the the, the terror attack that was uh, started by a YouTube video, according to Hillary Clinton? Oh,
1: man. Oh, God, that woman. No wonder, you know. I don't know if Trump would have got elected if it was just, like, a random, like, normal Democrat. But see, Hillary Clinton, people cannot stand that woman.
0: I can't stand that woman. Like, we're not Trump Trump fanatics. Like, don't get us wrong, guys. We're not Trump fanatics. We'll happily call out his BS when we see it, but... There's no way in hell you could ever try and convince me that he is anywhere near as bad as Hillary Clinton ever was. Like, sure, he may I be... I am like... just going to... Oh, yeah. go ahead.
1: Oh, well, with Trump, I think I'm just going to be brave of it because I don't really care what people think about me. Um, I'm going to say about Trump, I think the Gudo weighs the bad, to be honest.
0: Oh, I I agree. A couple
1: of naughty words, maybe something offensive of him. But at the same time he was fixing the country, so if you
0: if if you look at if you look at his actions in comparison to what he said, actions speak far louder than words.
1: Yeah, he's he's more centrist, I think, to be honest.
0: Yeah, he's governed fairly yeah, conservatively really in some aspects. It. But I would say he's like he some of his ideas are, are like nineteen seventies Democrat stuff. Like his tax reforms are similar yeah, to the well, stuff that John F. Kennedy did. And
1: also open borders used to be just an agreed upon thing. Between both parties in America and then the Democrats flipped on it for some reason.
0: Yeah, I it's it's because the Overton window has changed so much in recent years, Chris and I would now be described as I don't know, maybe maybe for myself, centre right. But back in the day, or even if, if times were more sensible now, we'd probably both be described as centre left libertarians. Am I right in saying that? Yeah,
1: probably. Because my social views are a mix of conservative.
0: Hold on, your audio's cut again. On.
1: Oh, my social views are kind of like a mix of liberal and conservative really
0: I think my yeah. my social my social opinions are liberal I mean as long as you're not violating the rights of another person and it doesn't get in the way of how I do stuff I don't care do what you want but in terms of like economics I'm I'm more conservative or I'm, I'm liberal in the same sense I guess yeah I
1: mean but then sure the definition of liberal is so much isn't
0: well, I'm going off of the class... I'm going off classical liberal.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, um, that would be probably my description A based you.
0: liberal. Yeah,
1: a based liberal, of course. I just... See with the shift of the Overton window, like... It's weird, because apparently Gen Z are the most conservative at a young age, so far, on certain issues.
0: Really? Because in our university class, there's two conservatives. The rest are pretty left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, universities are such a interesting social microcosm, aren't
0: they? Oh yeah, the the yeah, long I mean, the long march for the, the institutions, institutions is real.
1: Yeah, everyone knows
0: the unis are really lovely. Like I'm not gonna, Which makes I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> out the the uni teacher that told me this because I don't know if they would lose their job or anything. But there was a university lecturer and she told me she was a socialist in a breakout room. So like, they're they're feeding us with the the the, the kind of dogmatic lived experience sdw-esque politics and it's just something that doesn't sit well with me at all
1: see i think socialists in the western world see because capitalism was proven so like definitively better during the cold war like all they have to do is look at like north and south korea and then west and East Germany to say that capitalism's far better um i think they've decided to like try and do more of a cultural socialist movement by anti-capitalism as discriminatory in some
0: way. Yeah, well, Jordan or, Jordan Peterson talks about that. He just des- he describes how the the way the universities and the media and everyone gets on. It's cultural Marxism, you know, like they they've they've they that violent revolution isn't the way they're going to do it, and they're doing it through hearts and minds, but brainwashing.
1: So, I think it's more effective though.
0: Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. Like they're doing the Daryl Davis approach to communism, but because they're doing it from such a young age. It's not as if they're, they're having to convince children of anything hard. So, like, if you tell a child from their formative years, which is around to 8 like, if you tell them for years that black people are bad, as an example, even though that's completely ridiculous, that child will, will live their whole life believing that because it's so hard to break the conditioning of a child who's been taught that from such a young age. Actually, to
1: speak about conditioning, actually, I can use some anecdotal
0: evidence here. Oh, we so, love anecdotal evidence. We're communists. Oh,
1: oh, oh yes. <laughs> So, I come from, like, a pretty left-wing background in general. Like, I'd say probably the majority of my family would be left-wing.
0: Your family are tankies. Yeah,
1: some some, of (laughs) them. Some of them just don't know what the hell they're talking about. um, That's most tankies. So, and then I went to very left-wing schools. So, even the fact, like, that I'm even slightly to the right-wing is really surprising. Because I had to, like... See, all the things I took in my mind is just a complete another fact. Yeah. I had to go and actually go and research them and be like, why do I think these are facts? And that was really hard conditioning to break because it's just completely questioning your worldview in every single way.
0: I don't want to be one to parrot the talking points of people like Turning Point USA, but I do think they are right when they say that the left brainwashes people because they they, they clearly do like... Like you said, you went you've you've been always in this left wing background and you came became more right wing and because you became more right wing and you noticed you have to re examine that.
1: I also find out that a lot more people don't like me because I decided to change. <laughs>
0: yeah, well that's that's the thing though, like people who disagree with you over politics, that's fine. We love nuance. But people who will fall out with you because your political opinions don't match theirs, they're just stupid.
1: See I find it's really weird though as a description. The more like downtrodden I felt when I was younger and the more I felt like powerless, the more laughing I was. But see when I got a bit older and a wee bit more confident and sure of myself I started to switch a wee bit more to the right.
0: Why well, it's weird. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that a lot of that comes down to the the victim mentality that they teach people. Like there's like if you look at intersectionality for an example, it's completely awful. It 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 puts women against each other and it divides them by by race, class, socio economic status and sexuality. So the experience of a disabled white woman, she still has more privilege than an able-bodied black woman, which is, oh, it's, it's so dumb. And I don't know why we're teaching our kids this. We're meant to be raising strong people, not people who are convinced they're victims
1: see it's also we have the problem now that the western world is far too comfortable for people so say if you're struggling to get yourself like your next meal or enough money to feed your family and things like that or you're working on a farm every day like breaking your back yeah. you're not going to be worried about such inconsequential things and i say this like and people get really annoyed about it and they'll genuinely like rip onto me on like facebook or like just talking to people but saying these things are like inconsequential but they are really, like, see if you're fighting for survival, you aren't going to care about all these real social issues, all you'll care about is working with other people.
0: Evolution doesn't, doesn't care you're gay.
1: And literally, the Chinese have a word for, like, leftists,
0: the oh. West, they call them Baiso. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's like, it's a, you can describe, like, when it's translated as like a soft western, self-righteous liberal, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh. It's,
1: it's people without struggle, will try and find struggle in the most inconsequential things. Like, yeah. it's
0: so stupid. Andrew Brokbar said this, and whenever I first heard this, it stuck in my mind, and it has for years. It was, politics is downstream from culture. Because of the culture, in, in we're in the United Kingdom, so I'm just going to use that, us as an example, on America, because America's the center point of everything, because Trump. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so left-dominated with things like celebrities, like Stormzy, for an example like he was at the Brit Awards I think it was like 2017 and starts talking crap to Theresa May but because he's so popular 10 Downing Street actually had to respond to a rapper like and I'm fine with I'm fine with celebrities having takes but like bro you're not a philosopher (laughs) calm down
1: but like yeah, but I feel bad for some celebrities because like see even in Hollywood there's like groups of conservative celebrities but they can't out themselves because it's so like everyone around them is so left wing it's
0: weird yeah i saw that um one of the guys at the daily wire jeremy boring like he set up a like a group for conservative actors but this is the this is how you this is how you can tell when an actor is conservative how many times do you see tim allen talking about politics you don't (laughs) how many times do you see tom hanks talking about politics you do all the damn time like the most vocal ones are the most left and the quietest are always the most conservative
1: so they're kind of like they have to live in fear right I'm going to give you a take here and we'll see if you kind of agree with me okay do you think leftism is kind of formed into a religion of sorts yep because they kind of have like an orthodoxy, like an orthodoxy and then they have blasphemy as well <laughs> certain words or have certain beliefs it's blasphemy
0: okay I'm all, I'm all, let me break this down because I'm not going to say which specific religion I prescribe to because it's private but it's not Orthodox Christianity. And so because it isn't Orthodox Christianity, a lot of my Orthodox Christian friends have said that the things I believe are wrong because they don't conform to the Orthodoxy. For example, I remember one time in school, someone said that my beliefs aren't Christian or whatever I am because I believe X, Y, or Z. And if you if you take a look at the culture and the left, they... They have the exact same thing. If you're guilty of wrong, think they will call you a heretic and excommunicate you. Matthew McConaughey is getting this right now because he's sticking up for conservatives. And he's saying that people are being self-righteous because woke celebrities are, are self-righteous. Our souls Which isn't wrong. I love I Matthew McConaughey. I'll defend so. that guy no matter what he does.
1: Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> but, um, so... See, council culture—you could almost see that as like a form of like—if you're going to think about like Catholicism, for an example, yeah, it's kind of like excommunication,
0: then, isn't it? Oh yeah, and because the thing—I don't think it's like excommunication in the modern sense in the Catholic Church because when you get excommunicated, that's fine. I think you can get rebaptized. I don't know how that yeah. works. I'm not a Catholic, but if you if you take it in the Middle Ages, excommunication was a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember recently... Do you remember this? Mario Lopez, the, the lead from Saved by the Bell, and a completely irrelevant show that doesn't even exist anymore. It was in the 80s when our parents were... Whatever. But... Like, he was he was on the Candace Owen show, and he, he said that trans kids are being manipulated by woke parents because no child is old enough to understand the social ramifications of them doing the things they do to their bodies. He said, like, you know, like, ultimately there are two genders, which... You can argue that all you want, but the the woke mob tried to eviscerate the dude because he said something unpopular and against the orthodoxy.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't like. See, the whole sexualization of children is paraphrasing me. Like, you, you can remember Cuties came out, Jesus. That was a.
0: Sweet mercy, was, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, the whole, like. See, even, like, saying your children are gay and stuff, you might, like, you may get, like, a vibe off them or something that they might be. But you really need to wait till they're like in that like developmental stage where they start thinking about their sexuality. See this whole thing of like saying your kid is gay or non-gender performing, or even saying your kid's straight, like whatever. Man, it's just weird. Like your kid is a kid; they don't want anything to do with that sort of stuff. I,
0: I, I agree, and I also disagree. Like, there are definitely kids that you can see and you know they're going to grow up to be gay. But yeah, like I do agree with you in the sense that. Parents are putting things on their children, and because the children are, are let's let's just say, it, kids are stupid. Like they'll 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 accept yeah. whatever they're told. I'm not I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm just saying it like kids are stupid by all definitions.
1: Like, I'm straight, but I wouldn't be like to make it, it's like something sexual about a woman or something, and just kind of see how they react. Like I might mess them about a wee bit and say maybe they have like a girlfriend or something now, but like, oh, do you like her something? Yeah, yeah, but about. that's that.
0: That's like stereotypical stuff you say with kids. Like you would, I would never. If my son or daughter, yeah. like I don't have kids yet, I don't really want kids. But if I have kids eventually, it's I'm not gonna say to my son, "Oh, you better be gay." Like no. <laughs>
1: It's... But it's the people who put it up on social media. Like, that's how you can tell whether someone's, like, being, like, has a genuine thought on something or if they're doing it for popularity. Like, see if you're uploading it on social media, you aren't doing it just for, like, maybe your child actually feels that way. You're mm-hmm. doing it at the social grandstand and try and get yourself some burning points. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like...
1: I like, think, um... see, it's, like, kind of You have different rules for certain groups of people. Yeah, I think, like... The best way to describe that is like the soft bigotry of low expectations, right? And I think, especially when it comes to people who aren't white, I can see that as kind of like a holdover of like the colonial mentality of white man's burden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, in my mind, I, think, I don't think the liberals even see it this way, but there might be something in the back of their
0: mind. I don't even I think, think it's so fair to describe think. them as liberals, to be honest, because liberalism, as you look at it as it actually is, it's people who are tolerant, open to debate. They aren't close-minded like the definition of the word bigot for example doesn't mean you hate foreigners it means you're you're so stuck in your own mind you won't even listen to the nuanced take of someone else like you're so stubborn you won't listen to anyone else's opinion they're not left they're not liberals they're bigots
1: yeah and I just like see my own thought process and that's like people literally get me like so much shit for just thinking like everyone should be treated the same yeah like under the law we're all the same you know what I mean
0: yeah like basically
1: the way you should things we should just have the best people do the best things and everyone should just treat each other fairly.
0: Hold on, you wanna you wanna be people fair? People. You wanna be fair to people? How dare you you Nazi oh, I
1: want I a meritocracy? Oh my god.
0: You, you you're I'm sorry, we're gonna cancel we're gonna cancel Chris. Chris is over party. That's the second time I've cancelled you. No, but you're completely right. Like I Woke, right? I saw this this sketch by Ryan Long, and it is the best description of how woke wokes and racists think the same thing. They want to roll back discrimination laws to hire based on race again.
1: I you know, like literally, And having like certain areas set out for whites and then non-whites. Dude, that's literally like apartheid South Africa. Like that is terrifying.
0: That's literally People Joe Biden's. That's literally Joe Biden's domestic policy. <laughs>
1: Like, but well, why would you like? Firstly, like, you can never expect someone to not be racist if they're never exposed to other types of people. Yeah,
0: there's good. Yeah, there's gonna be the natural apprehension of seeing someone that isn't familiar to you, of course. Like, like growing up, like in school, uh, there was two Indian people in my class, and I they were in my class from from P one to P seven, or yeah, well they they left at some point, but like, and also in church, like there were people who were from Africa. Uh, like with missionaries who come around and stuff you would meet them on the street and stuff like I've noticed people who are black and Asian and, and whatever and so and that's the thing I like about Britain to be honest like you can be British and be whatever race you want it's not we're not a country that's united that's united by homogeny
1: yeah it's more like kind of like our ideas well I'm going to like see in that regard to being like exposed to win I went to a certain type of school where there's a lot more diversity than you would see in the normal population in this country. Oh, yeah. And as you know, like, over here, like, there's not... It's not that diverse over here at all. Like, it's... Well, it's, like, 98% white here. Uh, I think...
0: Yeah, so, so for those who... Those who aren't in where we are, we're in Northern Ireland, I think it's... Last time I checked, it was, like, 97% white, yeah. Yeah, so...
1: There's not that much diversity over here, but you know I've got, like, some family members and stuff from different parts not gonna say where yeah, but course. they're all from different parts of the world and then I've had like I went on a Buddhist retreat with my mum when I was a kid actually oh really Over to England and stuff oh yeah mum yeah I was in Cumbria and I was surrounded by people from like you know East Asia Southeast Asia Canada America Africa like other parts of Europe and all and like there was just no like no like difference between us we all got on really well mm-hmm. seeing the older I got like I don't feel like I've become more racist I feel like I don't know I feel like people are becoming more divisive
0: but racial tensions that, have gone, gone up in the same same. past few years
1: yeah I don't think I've changed though it feels like everyone else has just changed around me
0: Mhm. yeah I
1: like especially like see the subdivision of everybody into these certain groups it really is just referring back to the divide and conquer mentality mm-hmm. in my mind at least
0: yeah it's it's one of those things that like you see it it's sad and you 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 say like you're 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 like because we i wouldn't even describe us on the left or the right i think we're def, i think we're separate but on the left in particular they are very quick to do the woke diversity but not diversity of thought thing and oh we love tommy tommy's from uganda oh we love we love lisa she's from thailand they're obviously not native names to those places i'm just giving random names but like the i don't i don't even know how to describe it i think it is the soft bigotry of low, the soft bigotry of low expectations like you described earlier
1: yeah man. on like i don't know and the only reason i think we're ragging so hard on like the hard left at the moment is because like the hard right is a really big but their power is so like kneecap see after like we beat the nazis and fascism and all Mm -hmm. See the discreditation? Like, that was something that was done throughout Europe. They were like, no, Nazism, fascism, bad. Don't ever, ever be a
0: Nazi or a fascist. It's so, like, on the outskirts of things. Yeah. But Marxism in general, and all its
1: evolved forms, like, in the modern world, have never been discredited. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's not real communism.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't real communism. What a narcissist you have to be to think that, like, some of the best minds in the world tried to do this certain system... Over multiple countries, different cultures, different peoples, different types of land masses, different resources in the country, and it's never worked once, and these people think that they could do it right. How narcissistic do you have to be?
0: It's one of those things like, I'm going to rag on the on the far left and the far right especially, like, but in particular this instance like you described. I don't understand how you can genuinely be a communist today, like, it doesn't work. It never has. Neither does socialism. Like, that's the thing I don't like with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is probably the most genuine politician in the world, but he's so stupid. He praises Cuba, he praises Maduro, he went on his honeymoon to the Soviet Union, and yet he still wants to be pally with these people, but he'll denounce communism, but say, But I'm still a socialist. What the hell is that? (laughs)
1: You're a socialist. See, with Bernie Sanders, I actually think like... It's so weird though because I really dislike his politics in almost every regard. But he did used to be very about closed borders back in the day, which was weird. But I think it was something about um, migration lowering the wages for working classes. I think. But um, I can tell he's genuine. He maybe gets he maybe gets swayed by the party a bit, but you can tell he's genuine. It's just his politics are so trash.
0: Yeah, it's like I I would love to have Bernie on. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but. Yeah. Is, well, if we get big enough, maybe. yeah if we get big enough maybe like and subscribe <laughs> um but like it's one of those things like he's he seems like such a nice dude and when he went on joe rogan i love joe so i'm just going to go on this but like he seemed like a really nice dude and some of his things like i can understand like his his ideas for socialized medicine that it's such a nice idea but being from the uk it needs so much work it's crap at the minute
1: especially coronavirus really did show the weaknesses too didn't
0: it oh yeah like i love the nhs yeah. i like i have I a few years ago like i had a i had some issues and the nhs really helped me out because i'm still alive so that's nice but like and, I, and i'm not and i'm not on and i'm not ungrateful i'm grateful that we have it but it needs work and this whole idea of if you just tax the one percent and use that to fund stuff that's the that, it's a naive idea it doesn't work
1: See, during the coronavirus, um, the, like, it was kind of the middle of the lockdown we built, but I had a friend who was, like, quite ill with a certain disease, like, very, very ill, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't even able to, like, visit them at all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish, I, I wish they'd even, like, put up, you know, them big um, protective, like, plastic you know what I mean? Like, big shield thingy. Oh, yeah. I wish they'd put them up so I could see the person, because, like, I just, like, never got to see them, you know? Yeah. And so it's really, and especially with like cancer screening and stuff. Like everyone, like all the cancer screenings aren't getting done on time anymore, and there's like a big backlog, which I think is awful because that's one of like the worst diseases. It's
0: only added to the. It's only added to the backlists that the NHS currently has. Like,
1: yeah.
0: It's. I think it's an absolute disgrace what's being done. Because like. I think. Britain to reform the NHS. Yeah, it needs to be changed. Like Britain for years Britain has shown that the NHS is wonderful like it is. I agree with I agree with the idea of universal healthcare. Um but yeah, me too. but it's just I don't even know how to describe it. Like I'm the government got so preoccupied with the with a virus that only kills 2% of its infected people even if that that they were willing to stop backlogs on uh, diabetics, cancer patients people with dementia, Alzheimer's, motor, uh, motor neuron disease, all of these things. And if you also combine that with the economic consequences of the lockdowns, we are so screwed in the coming years.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna be paying this off for Wanna hear something really weird that my dad told me one time? Yeah, sure. So, World War II, right? Yeah. The tax burden was heavy after World War II. Mm-hmm. My dad was paying that off to like 2010 or something insane. To pay off us fighting that Second World War, so I wonder how much we're going to have to pay after shutting down the economy for so long. Like our tax burden's going to be totally for four
0: Oh yeah, like there's a there's a tin foil hat part of my brain that is convinced that the the Remain politicians in the UK allowed allowed the lockdown because it would it would create the financial consequences they said would lead that would happen after Brexit. <laughs> And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a fact before anyone tries to snope me. I'm not saying it's a fact before anyone tries to get snopes on me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just putting forward the idea.
1: Um, I think there could be some credence there, but I'm not too sure. But it's been proven that lockdowns don't work. Yeah, I think... No, obviously, the next podcast, we're going to have to get statistics up on things that we do, but this is our pilot, so, you know. I'm pretty sure Sweden has about the same death rate from coronavirus that we do but they never lock down once yeah like at all I... like they're thriving right now and we're getting dying dead
0: yeah well, the, well the, the the rebuttal to that will be of course well our population is much higher than Sweden's but it's the principle yeah, it's
1: going back to percentage
0: yeah
1: yeah thing is though I think like the government seed, like if people are short enough yeah like people will do the stuff you need them to do but I don't think the government should be mandating the shutdown of businesses and like curfews mate curfews. Who in the right who in their right mind genuinely thinks virus isn't gonna spread if you send everyone Where's the thought process there? Like how stupid do you have to be? Like I get it's trying to cut down the hours of transmission, yeah. But still man, it's so ridiculous.
0: I I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic, but I am. I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> it's completely fascistic what the government is doing and they're they're they've said this for years and they've said we will prior we will sacrifice certain freedoms in order for security like for example in 2016 when they when they passed that the horrible invasive um, surveillance act they're like oh well it's just to monitor terrorism if you have nothing to hide then you have nothing to fear bull i don't care the government should not be able to spy on us the government should not be able to say what we can or can't do inside or outside of our own homes like, I think people are intelligent enough to make decisions about their own health, and I find it, I, f- quite frankly, I find it narcissistic to say that they're too stupid to do that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you too. And also, it's sh- the. See, for people who are actually genuinely healthy, yeah, who have no chance of dying from this disease, and they can't go to work because other people might die from the disease, like, mm-hmm. man, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's ridiculous. Now, I get that, obviously, the government has to pay for her, so. You know they think they have more control over it. Yeah. But see, breaking people's pretty well, and it's small businesses. They're getting wiped out, and then Amazon and all are thriving. Like, what have they made? Like three billion in stock prices. Why? Recently?
0: Yeah. Why? Like, are the, why are um, the left? Why are the left so in favor of lockdown It's we've literally seen the brick, the biggest transfer of wealth in history. But, my virus. Like it's okay. It's a complete joke. You're not a genuine socialist if you're for lockdowns, in my opinion
1: yeah like but i think really like also that thing about like um you don't have to worry about government surveillance unless you have something to hide i find that so weird like you're willing to give up your privacy just so like why so the government like because you aren't doing anything wrong man that's insane what if the government decides one day something you do that's completely normal is wrong like it's so weird why would you ever want to be spied on
0: the like, government if, wait no but the government will never turn on us they never will oh wait they will look at China <laughs> I'm not a fan no, of China think, as you will learn throughout the remainder of our podcast we do together
1: like I think people are like stuck on this thing right so the British Parliament is the longest last in the history of the world yeah. I think they haven't learned I think that they think that like all these things were like takeovers by certain groups and stuff and then the slower because they wouldn't do a quick erosion of our civil liberties, but that's slow erosion—I don't think people actually think that can happen here. Yeah, but you'd have to be so naive to believe that.
0: Maybe we're paranoid for sure, and I'm sure some of the comments when we ask for feedback will say we're we're uh, we're conspiracy theorists and we're naive. But there there is an argument to be made. Once you give them an inch, once you give the government an inch, they will go a mile, and they will go another mile, and they will go another mile, and, another mile. and then you can kiss your sweet freedoms goodbye.
1: Yeah. I don't even think you could try and do the mentality of like give them enough rope to hang themselves because yeah. eventually when you give them enough power you, you can't take the rope back <laughs> like the rope is gone the, um,
0: the biggest example would, of the government invading speech and it it, it's, it disgusts me still Count Dankula, what they did to him is disgusting
1: I know man, over teaching a dog how to do a Nazi mate, how did that become a thing? like literally, how is that even possible?
0: I, you know what maybe he did offend all Scotland's Jews all five of them but that's not the point the point is he can still say horrible stuff like you can you can be in favour of free speech and d- disagree with what someone's saying support for someone saying something isn't the same thing as agreeing and I don't think that people on the left and even the right don't understand this because like you you can see conservatives the conservatives are just as bad for this they're, they're more than happy to do the, the Ben Shapiro uses logic and reason to shut down a stupid moron but if you then question them in the same way that they would surveil too like they 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 go mental like look at Jacob Rees-Mogg his name was on a bill to try and restrict our internet freedom what the hell is that I thought the Conservatives were supposed to be the ones defending our freedom against labour they're just as bad
1: um, like honestly I I did I did have to support the Conservatives in the last general election because I couldn't watch Britain get handed over to Corbyn mm-hmm. and the Labourites. I didn't like, vote like the some Corbyn- people I well, I couldn't have voted for either of them because, as you know, being in Northern Ireland, we can only really vote for two parties. But no, um, I I kind of regret it now though because they've completely and utterly disappointed in every single conceivable way. Like it's upsetting how badly they've disappointed me.
0: I yeah, when Boris Johnson became prime minister, his 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 promises sounded sweet, but. He became so authoritarian in like five minutes. Like, do you remember what he did to Manchester? Manchester was like, no, we, 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 the people of Manchester believe that we should do what's best in our own interests, and he was like, oh wow, no, sit your ass down.
1: Do you think um putting devolved parliaments into different parts of England might actually help their situation? Yes. Maybe federalize the UK.
0: We. Yep, hundred percent. I'm all for I'm all for making the UK just a a, a milk toast version of the United States. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Like i Like, I'm, so I'm not a, ge- I'm about- not a, I'm not a Republican in the British sense per se, but I don't see no. the point for the royal family.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're good for definitely the tourist industry and stuff. And I think, see if the royal family could keep the old school morals, they would be a good like. You know checks and balances. they would be a good, like, balance mm-hmm. against the government if the government ever did mess about too much.
0: Yeah, well, the Queen still has the but right to, to, Charles, not to deny things in the royal assent process, but she'll never do it.
1: But even Prince Charles, mate, like, literally, well, he's been hampering on about the Great Reset. Let me see if I can get it up. Prince... Yeah, I could agree with that.
0: Well, children and disabled That's people... That's why I
1: kind of in favour of the free school males as well. Because, like, see what free school meals, A lot of people... Some people disagree with it. I think it's a majority agree. Yeah. But free soon, and this is kind of like that thing. I've uh, been from someone who was like, not, not to give away too many details about myself because don't want any dirty communists coming for me. We don't want to get cancelled, <laughs> but
0: we probably will be. Like, I probably said something in this yeah, episode that will get me cancelled.
1: Oh, 100%. But speaking so from kind of like an impoverished background, like there was times in my life where I remember I hadn't eaten all day and, like, maybe I went to school and I'd get, like, my first meal of the day, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it, like, it's for certain kids, yeah, that is something that's so fucking necessary.
0: It's it's one of those things, then, the government thinks it's unnecessary but they'll give themselves a £3,500 pay rise.
1: Yeah, like that. Don't start me on their pay rises.
0: Like, don't I, I, kids, I, I don't hate Conservatives but I hate the Tory party because they don't actually conserve anything. Yeah.
1: They're definitely they're not conservative No, like, they're not. I'd say maybe they might still be on the right wing, but they aren't conservatives. They're some weird breed.
0: I would I would argue that there are conservative people in the Conservative Party, but the party itself mm. isn't conservative. It's just milk toast labor, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like that's a slow march, isn't it? Really?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: Very very left wing politics. Come in because what were they? They were getting them. Remember Trump on critical race theory? Apparently, like a month later, the conservatives were getting taught on um, compulsory, also re, um racial diversity training or something. I can't remember the exact name of?
0: it. Yeah, something just but came like, out of the University of Washington recently. The the white faculty only have to attend white privilege seminars so that they know how to like so they they can know, how, excuse me, how to more appropriately check their privilege. And this is a but, spicy take for well, some, but I'm going to say it: white privilege doesn't exist.
1: So, I know people are going to argue with me because I agree with you about white privilege non and I'm going to use an example before everyone dives on top of me. But at the same time, like, see any liberal that's listening to this or anything, I am willing to talk to you about your ideas. Maybe you'll even change my thoughts on some things. But see if you just spout, like, usual buzzwords used by, like, Twitter leftists at me. Like, you have no hope. You're just completely just desensitizing people to any of your arguments. So, people say about white privilege, right? But, see about white privilege, I mean, Firstly, I think it's a stupid concept, like, in general, because I think Western countries really work off Enlightenment ideals to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. most of them at least. I know America does, but, you know, we can't even talk about racism in America, but, see so if you look at South Africa, right, yep. South Africa, like, the, like, white population in South Africa are getting toasted by the indigenous black population, right? Now, I'm not making this a racial thing, but this is just about people talking about white privilege. Like these people aren't being defended by the government. There's nothing helping these people. They have to defend themselves. They form small coalitions to defend themselves. Now, I have friends from South Africa who live here now because they had to flee. Mm-hmm. And see the stories I've heard, like they're horrific. Like South Africa. Oh yeah. Like there's a story of um, some of the indigenous black people in South Africa, like South Africa, going to a white farm and crucifying a baby and then raping the baby and then setting it on fire because the baby was. I need someone to, like, maybe confirm that story, but I'm pretty sure that's 100% true. But the thing is, like, that's... It's completely racial, and there's no, like... The parliament's dominated by black people as well. Like, they have no privilege in that country. Like, they may be a wee bit richer, which is true, and that may be due to apartheid and things like that. Mm -hmm. But you aren't ever going to get over the sins of the past by committing the sins of the future on people. Yeah. Some of these kids that were born like after apartheid happened and stuff and they're just like the only thing about them is the colour of their skin and they're being harassed and tortured and all these things going on and people still say about white privilege like it's insane
0: whatever happened to judging someone by the content of their character and not the colour of their skin what a radical idea I don't, you know Martin I don't Luther, know. Luther King that famous white supremacist
1: yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> Imagine me wanting to just judge someone about how they treat me and others rather than the colour of their skin. That must make me a naughty.
0: I know. And just in wrapping up, um thank you for listening so far. Um we're gonna close off now but we're gonna be back and we're gonna have guests on. And we're also like like Chris has mentioned, we're gonna have someone who can fact check us and bring up some statistics and all that good stuff. But this is just a pilot episode. I really hope that you've enjoyed what we've said tonight. Hopefully you disagree, hopefully you agree. If you disagree, hit us up on our social medias. They'll be going up soon. And, yeah, it's just us signing off.
1: Bye. see See you later.
0: Bye.